Welcome back on into An Evening with Drums Down Under. Or morning, because you see, he lives in Australia. It's morning where he's at right now. Or it's evening, depending on what time. You get the joke. Anyways, on today's chapter of (laughs) An Evening with Drums Down Under, Retreat Fight Club. Once again, here's Drums Down Under. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. If you listen to our our past minisodes, we've we've heard about how cores get their 10 yards on the field during retreat. And it was a big no-no to cross over, even accidentally. Don't even try it. (laughs) People got into fights. People got screamed at. It was so professional. And remember, this is all about kids in the marching arts. And clearly, I don't know how difficult that is. (laughs) So, So once you've You've made your way to the field, and hopefully with minimal bruises. Boston Crusaders looking at you. <laughs> you set up. And most cores were good enough to keep like about a step or two away from each uh, each yard line. So that way, like when you go to parade rest, which was a command then, like the military, it was a command. Um, when you go to parade rest, uh, you, your foot didn't accidentally cross the line. Well, I saw this happen once. Now... Uh, I won't say which cores because there are people that are still there who <laughs> who saw this happen and may have been involved and now they're teaching. Oh, so, ooh, ooh, some dirt. We'll just say um, a core from the western half of the U.S. and a core from Ohio. <laughs> um, the core from the western states was placed right next to the core from Ohio. So the core from the Western States uh, had their block right next to the core from Ohio. And what happened was uh, the horn, the horn sergeants would go through and set the members in their, in their, in their block to make sure everything was lined up. Well, the core from Ohio set their, their horn line members too close to the retreat line. And they did this weird right leg out retreat instead of left leg out. There's always this problem with left and right in these stories. So when they called, when they called uh, parade rest, members go to parade rest and they step over the line, like full on straddling the yard line. Oh, it was no. it was very clearly over. Well, the the core uh, from the western states didn't much appreciate that, not at all, to the point that their drum major came up and said to the first member. Will you get on your side of the line? And of course, he didn't respond. He's like, okay, fine. So he went down the line immediately adjacent to them, called them to attention, had them move over one step. So they are already standing right next to this person's foot, like foot feet touching, left foot touching that other person's right foot, and then called them for address, which caused them to, since they did left leg step out, slam into their shoulder, <laughs> cross legs, and, uh, and this went up the whole line of retreat. Oh, <laughs> and um, this is the point where you'd be like, "Hey, staff, maybe stop drinking and come do something about this." But no, they didn't. No staff did it. No drum major, uh, other drum major stopped it. Nobody. They just let it happen. Oh. <laughs> so keep in mind, like that's before any scores are announced. So every time a score is announced, your core usually comes to attention. So there's a lot of going to attention, back to parade rest, slam. Uh, The other core gets their score. Attention, parade rest, slam. And then horns up for um, 
for the America O Canada medley and different they're being called at different times. So people like throwing their elbows into it. So there's, there's this line of horrific sound oh. right in the middle of the field from people trying to like sucker punch. In some <laughs> cases, literally saw it <laughs> sucker punch the other core till they got on their side of the line. Anyway, uh, retreat ends. And no one stepped in to stop it. And they all go back to the parking lot. And then suddenly the staff remembers, uh, staffs from both cores, remember that, oh, shit, we need to stop being drunk because teenagers are about to kill each other. (laughs) And they had to take both cores to the opposite ends of the lot. (laughs) So, again, this is yet another example of when old people say, ah, retreats, tradition, the the activity lost so much tradition when they ended retreats. To that I say, they ended people losing their teeth. This has been an evening with Drums Down Under. But wait, there's more. This is Retreat Fight Club Part Deux. Yes, welcome back to Retreat Fight Club Part Deux, wherein the Blue Knights and Phantom Regiment come into conflict. So one year... (laughs) There's a terrible show design in there somewhere. Oh my god! <laughs> terrible show design. Yeah, well, Blue Knights and Phantom know all about terrible show design, so I can't imagine <laughs> can't imagine my idea being any worse. <laughs> what happened uh, began after retreat. The actual retreat itself was very calm, and then it all went to shit. There's once again an issue of having too many people with expensive instruments close to each other, and uh, once again, Blue Knights clanged horns with another core. This time, Phantom Regiment. But it got a little more heated than that. Oh, no. Uh, then, then even with Boston Crusaders, because Crusaders will just straight up punch. But apparently there are some people on both cores uh, this time that wanted to get a good insult in. So not only were horns clanging, but uh, people were like shouting names, calling each other little bitches and fucktards and all sorts of stuff. But then we get to, we get to retreat. Everything's calm. Uh, you know, it happens. Scores are announced. Whatever. Fast forward to uh, back in the lot. Everyone has uh, dispersed back to uh, where their buses and trucks are. Different sides of the lot. And then all of a sudden, what do I see? I see almost the entire Phantom Regiment standing outside the Blue Knights buses in an angry mob, <laughs> holding up a euphonium that has just been trashed, pointing at it and screaming obscenities. Oh, no. That's right. <laughs> Apparently, in uh, in their effort to see who could be a bigger badass and have the lowest swinging dick, <laughs> the one of the Blue Knights members apparently fucked up the valves of a uh, of a phantom euphonium, and uh, and I was uh, I was kind of amazed the police weren't called at this because it's like holy shit, you guys! Wow. Like it, when I say as the whole core, I mean the whole core. They clearly like ripped off their uniforms, threw them on their bus, and then just charged the Blue Knights buses. Wow. <laughs> They're like demanding apologies and demanding they pay for it. And they want to see who did it. And and then you have the Blue Knights who weren't on the buses slowly rallying to get to a fight. And then thankfully a staff stopped drinking long enough to go like, okay, okay, break it up, break it up, break it up. <laughs> so the moral of this story is, well, one don't go anywhere near the Blue Knights with your expensive brass instruments. That's <laughs> apparently just a stupid idea historically because this was a different season than the Boston Crusaders story. Oh, sh- are you serious? <laughs> I thought it was the same one. Yes. Like this was the next show. Oh, God. <laughs> no, different season. 
no, this is a historical trend. So that's the lesson. Don't go near the Blue Knights with your brass instruments. <laughs> and uh, just understand that if you uh, if you pick a fight with one of Phantom Regiment, apparently you're picking a fight with all of them. So be very careful. Wow. So and to close, when old people say, oh, no, they did away with retreat, all that tradition's just gone. Just remember, a euphonium brand new out of the case costs almost $2,000. Thanks so much for donating to our Patreon. Remember, tell your friends about us. Thanks again so much. We've got merch coming. This has been An Evening with Drums Down Under. <laughs>